Welcome to Board Game Top Tens, episode 348, for Wednesday, May 11th, 2016. This is the BGG Page Views edition. Again, across the board, the page views are up from where they traditionally are at this time of year, although there have been some continual downturns among the the lower-ranked games that have been highly rated. Uh, but some turnarounds even in the top 10. In fact, the high, this, this week, the top 10, the number 10 rather, is higher than it was last week, has more views, although the number 9 has a lower amount. Once again, there are 10,000 or more views all the way down to number 19, and over 13,000 down to number 13. In fact, the number 13 game this week would have been number 10 last week. Although, in both cases, it's time stories. So I guess the number 13 game this week was number 10 last week. Sliding four spots to number 10 this week is Twilight Struggle by Ananda Gupta and Jason Matthews, published by GMT Games with 14,400 views, though that is off 16%. In a sort of seesaw performance... Uh, Millennium Blades is at number nine. Uh, four weeks, three weeks ago, was at number two, then dropped to six. They went up to four, and now drops to nine. Millennium Blades is by Brad Talton Jr. and published by Level Ninety Nine Games, and it has fifteen thousand three hundred views on the week, and that is off twenty three percent. Holding steady at number eight for the second week in a row after th- uh, three weeks at number nine. Blood Rage by Eric M. Lang, published by Guillotine Games and Cool Mini or Not, with 16,316, which is a gain of 16 views. Very, very stable performance for Blood Rage. After climbing two spots last week, falling back two spots to number seven is Pandemic Legacy by Matt Leacock and Rob Davio, published by Z-Man Games with 16,900 views, and that is down 12%. The number one from two weeks ago, number two last week, falls four spots to number six, Dark Souls, the board game, published by Steamforged Games, with 18,200 views, down another massive amount, 14,000 plus from last week, 44%. On the heels of a 40% decline last week, it has a third of the views that it had when it was number one. But still, 18,000. The first of our three new entries is way up at number five, a debut, Charterstone, by Jamie Stegmeier, published by Stonemeyer Games with 21,595 views. That's a gain of 160%. It had over 8,000 views last week in its debut week uh, in the tracking data. It's described in the description as a competitive legacy village-building game due in 2017, next year. Debuting at number four is Pandemic Iberia by Jesus Torres Castro and Matt Leacock, published by Z-Man Games, with 21,850, 
or only 255 more than Charterstone. Iberia, of course, is the peninsula that Spain and Portugal sit on. This game is set in 1848, during the construction of the first railroad on the peninsula. The cover says it is a limited collector's edition. There's some debate about what exactly that means. The fact that it beat out Charterstone is mainly because it was announced later in the week last time around. Charterstone had 8,300 views last week. Pandemic Iberia only had 1,000. Uh, and so it was able to have more, more of its views, more of its attention concentrated into one week, allowing it to edge out Charterstone. Still, both games with over 20,000 coming in at 4th and 5th. For the fourth week in a row at number three is Monster by Adam Poots, published by Kingdom Death with 27,645 views. That is a 30% gain as this game just continues to perform. Our highest new entry is at number two, returning after four weeks away and charting for the sixth time. It is Seafall by Rob Davio, published by Ironwall Games and Plaid Hat Games, with 34,491. That's a gain of 1,165%, or almost, uh, what would that be, about 13 times what it had last week. Now, the last time it was on, I said it was because pre-orders were open. I don't know that that was true, but this time I do know that it's true. Plaid Hat had its pre-orders in place uh, as of last week, and that obviously generated a lot of attention. Almost enough attention for it to capture the number one spot. It fell a little less than a thousand views short, because repeating there for the second week in a row, and the eighth week overall, is Star Wars Rebellion by Corey Kaneska, published by Fantasy Flight Games with 35,329 down, only 12%. Now, I said last week that I didn't think it would hold on to the 35,000 plateau, but it did, just barely, and it was enough to give it the number one spot. It becomes only the fifth different game to have at least eight weeks at number one. The others, Star Wars Imperial Assault and Marvel Dice Masters, Avengers vs. X-Men, both spent eight weeks at the top, Pandemic Legacy recently hit 10 weeks, and, of course, Android Netrunner had 57. That mark of 35,329 is the 24th most views ever, and this is the sixth week in a row that Rebellion has had 35,000 or more, matching the mark set by Star Wars Imperial Assault for most weeks over 35,000. Okay, unless they announce an expansion or something next this coming week, Rebellion will not have more than 35,000 next week, but will it have enough to hold off the incredibly strong competition that it's facing? We'll find out together. For Wednesday, May 11th, 2016. <laughs> 